Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. I am your co-host, Dallas Montague, and it's great to be in the studio again today. And like I said before in our previous interview, we have Oliver again today, part two of his interview, part two of... Uh, you could call it episode two, you know, whatever you want to call it. But today is about the courses that he has created. And so if you haven't heard uh, the beginning of Oliver's podcast, go back and listen to the last podcast where he talks about his books and goes deep into multicultural, um, the importance of culture in the churches. And so here's a quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll get started. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Tired of no one seeing your Instagram posts? Have a product or service that's not getting the online attention it deserves? Ready to level up? At Busher's Social Media Marketing, we have just what you or your business have been looking for. Our team of dedicated professionals are ready to help you grow and engage your audience. No spam, no bots. Just good old-fashioned quality social media marketing. Visit Bushersmm.com today. Ready to jumpstart your career? Want an adventure of a lifetime? Uncle Sam's International is looking for language teachers who are highly motivated and have what it takes to grow and expand their thriving ESL school in Brazil. We need teachers for English, Spanish, Italian, and more. Visit Uncle Sam's International on Facebook today. Oliver, how are you today? Uh, Dallas, I'm doing great. I'm doing great in Orlando and doing great with um, the weather. It is really, really great. It's about 65 degrees here today, and it's a nice sunny day. That's good. Um, I'm going to start us out in prayer, and then we'll jump in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day again. Thank you for uh, just your glory. We thank you for your grace and just for your name to be known through the nations. And so I just... Just come before us today. Holy Spirit, go before us in this podcast. Anoint our words. Anoint the ears of the people listening today that they can be changed, that they can they can know that you are the answer to our problems, that they know that you are the one to go to. Your name is what matters, and it's all about you. And just go before us in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're not going to do it a – we're not going to do a – testimony we're just going to jump straight into your courses so the culture phillips course the culture phillips academy can you tell us more about that well i i think that the task of every christian is to liberate people and to liberate their minds and to educate them if we if transformation has to take place we have to deliver people from ignorance and malaise into the possibilities 
uh, of what they can be. And so I, I, I believe that as Christians, our task is to educate individuals and the, the Culture Phillips Academy is about uh, bringing to individuals the, imp uh, the importance of, of learning. Uh, we, we are always learners and I am by, by nature a teacher. I'm, I, I believe in the educative process and I think so these two courses that I've developed uh, is to help individuals navigate those waters of ignorance so that they can be enlightened into new paths of victory and success. Oliver, why are you so passionate about culture? I'm passionate about culture because I, I'm a victim of culture. I, I am a black man, I'm, I'm a foreigner, I'm an immigrant, and I, uh, I'm, I'm a witness of being the recipient of, injust, of social injustice. And uh, because of that, I, I carry it with me, and I think that our world could be such a better place. But however, uh, Dallas, I believe that, that no institution is as equipped as the church to deal with culture. And I feel that we, we, we have not done enough as a church because we've got the agape, we've got, we've got love. We, we, we've got the, the, the common denominator. This, this love that we have uh, ought not to be just for those people who are like us, but those people who are not like us. And the church of Jesus Christ is well-equipped and uh, to be able to, to bridge the gap between cultures because we have the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died so that we might all be one. And that's our task. I think the phrase bridge the gap is a really powerful way to demonstrate what it's supposed to look like. You know, what our job, what our role is in yeah. the world. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And um, of course, you know, I, I am certified to uh, facilitate workshops and seminars on cultural intelligence. And uh, I, I call it the elephant in the room seminars. And it's a it's a, a five hour seminar that I conduct in different parts of the United States and Canada. Okay, so what took you in the last podcast we talked about your books? What took you from writing books to creating uh, courses like this? Well, uh, Dallas, uh, more and more individuals um, are going online to find courses, uh, and particularly abbreviated courses. These these are are, are not courses that you know the the, the first course, the elephant uh, in the room, is one hour and nineteen minutes. And the other course, the How Shall They Hear, is two hours and, and 10 minutes. And I just believe that people with the busyness of our day, that individuals would very much like to have some abbreviated courses. And so these are courses that one can, can uh, sign up for the course and they can start the course. And of course, it's, it's theirs for the rest of their life. They have that course. And, but they can do 10 minutes of it and they, they are different modules. Uh, and they can do a module and put it aside and then go back to it. But uh, I, I, it is for the busy person. It is the, for the person who uh, doesn't have the, the luxury of a lot of time uh, or the money to be able to do uh, to go to school. But so it is for the working individual. It's for, for adults who uh, are, are en, en, engaged in either, either another career of, 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 of preaching uh, in, in the, the how shall they hear or just the, the whole idea of being uh, mitigating influence in terms of culture.
Yeah. And is there a cost on these, these courses? They are $24.95 for each course. Okay. And they go online. They go, they go to my website, www.culturephillips.com. They go there and they will see the two courses and they can uh, use their credit card and get the course. And it's theirs, it's theirs for, for the keeping. I also see there's a GQ assessment test. Yeah, what is that? CQ. Okay. CQ. CQ is cultural intelligence. Now you know the 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 in the early part of the of the last century, Dallas. Um, IQ was the thing. In other words, most HR departments would say that what they are looking for is for individuals with a high IQ. And those are the individuals that were employed first. They are the individuals that were hired first. And, and, and of course, 1930, 1940, then they found out that individuals, even with high IQ, were finding they were explosive under stress. And uh, uh, what, what HR developed was um, emotional intelligence, and they called it EQ. So you have IQ and the intelligent quotient, and then you have the emotional quotient, which is with EQ. However, uh, beginning in the 1980s with globalization and companies expanding into other countries, they would take the individuals who, are, who have best IQ and the best EQ, and, and they, they found out that they would go to these countries and they just could not relate because they could not, they did not understand the culture. So hence, they develop cultural intelligence versus CQ and uh, how to bridge the gap. So the first course that I would like to talk about is the Elephant in the Room online course, Empowering Congregations to Embrace Our Multicultural World. And is that the first course that you created? No, the first what, what, what are you talking about? The Elephant in the Room? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, in, in the other um, podcast, we talked about this, and, and so it, therefore, it is a book and also a course. And uh, so the same applies, the whole idea of uh, the, the elephant in the room that we don't want to talk about, and I, I, I talk about the culture, and, and in turn, what I do here, uh, Dallas, is to uh, give individuals the strategies that they can use to develop cultural awareness or cultural competence. And there are five, four factors that we use here. Um, first of all is CQ drive or CQ motivation. What is, what is it that, mot that will motivate individuals to uh, bridge the gap? And so uh, with any endeavor, uh, if we are working in the church, if we are working with the young people, then we, we have to we have to question what is our motivation in business the motivation is is money is the bottom line and in as we work in among cultures in the church Dallas the the the, the motivating factor ought to be to reach people for Christ and if we understand quite well that the motivating factor we always have to check what is my motive. What is well, you know that's the drive that we must have. That's that's the first is CQ drive. Then the second is CQ knowledge. Um, what do I have to learn uh, about this culture? 
to be able to uh, understand the culture, to be able to work with the culture. So uh, we have different strategies and, and different information that we can give individuals so that they can be well equipped in terms of the knowledge of the other culture. You must learn why people do what they do. And we talk about the universal values, the universal cultural values, like clock time versus event time, um, like individualism versus collectivism. So all of that is the type of knowledge that we must have. The third factor is CQ strategy. Uh, what, how, when, when, when one is going to uh, work with a person or people of a different culture, how do we strategize? Um, do we, do we, for, for instance, uh, you work with Koreans or Asians who, when they shake hands, you know, they have a special handshake and they will shake. Well, what do you do? Do you mimic them or do you, you know, how do you plan when you are reaching a person of a different culture? So we, we talk about the CQ strategy. And the last is CQ action. When you are actually there, how do you act? And, uh, uh, I related to to um, driving with your um, with your cruise control. Um, you don't use cruise control in an area that you don't know or that you are not knowledgeable about. Um, you use uh, my wife all the time. I tell my wife, I say, no, don't don't put on the use the cruise control if you don't know where you're going. Um, if you are acquainted with the territory, then you can put on cruise control. When we are working with different cultures, we do not put on cruise control because we always have to be aware of how we are reacting uh, to, to, to different cultures. So it is an excellent course that I think will dialysis will equip people to be able to mitigate the differences in culture and to be able to reach the bottom line, which is to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I think those are very practical ways how to how to go about that. Yeah. How to attack yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you could give us an example, um, maybe through this, the Bible of just a story of something, someone um, of how you kind of got this information of cross-cultural, just maybe a Bible story that really talks about. I think I think I, I think Dallas, the, 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 the best illustration of uh, cr cross-cultural uh, competence is Joseph. Um, who 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 was taken into the palace and Joseph was able to to get there and he was able to mitigate the culture he was able to work there he and because he understood the culture because he understood the the Egyptian culture that he became a part of he was able to be successful and we have to be able to live that transformative life uh, there another example is Paul. As he went, uh, you know, the 17th chapter uh, of Acts, when Paul went to the Areopagus and, and he used their same language to come back to them, he understood the language and he was able to say to them, you know, as I go around, I see you have inscriptions to the different gods, but um, I, 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 I see you have one inscription to, to the unknown god. Well, I want to talk to you about the unknown god. In other words, he used their language. He was culturally aware that this is something that is near to them or that they appreciated or that they were aware that there is an unknown God. So Paul decided to use that instance to be able to say, hey, let me tell you about the unknown God. And so those are two examples, I think, that um, of individuals. And, I, 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 and then, of course, you know, Jesus Christ is the ultimate um, uh, culturally competent person 
coming into a world of different cultures and be and be able to uh, go into the different countries and oh, every parable that he told he was culturally competent because he can talk about the sow and the seed when he was talking to the farmers and 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 so so one has to Jesus Christ is the perfect example of a person who was culturally competent I think you're right the the second course that we're going to talk about is how shall they hear yeah. And that's also an online course. And it's, you said two hours and 10 minutes long, also yeah. 2495 designed specifically for pastors to improve and expand their impact to the community in which they yeah. live. Mm -hmm. Okay. What was your inspiration behind the second course? The inspiration Dallas behind the second course is that, um, I, I think too many preachers are excited about the preaching, but they pay no attention to the hearers. Um, you, the, the gospel is not really preached until it is heard, until it's ac accepted. And so in this, I, 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 the, the, the homiletical approach to, to preaching uh, um, in terms of doing your hermeneutics and understanding the, the congregation. And so that every congregation is different every Sunday. Your, the, the people are different. They, 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 have, they have gone through a week that is different and, and they have gone through a month that is different. They have gone through a night that is different. And the emphasis in how shall they hear is to be able to say to the preacher, understand the culture, understand the people, understand the hurts and the pains of the people and address it. Don't be generic, but understand quite well that your task is to be able to liberate people and to set people free and to be for people to have hope. If if when you are finished preaching, people don't have hope, then you have not really preached. Yeah, I'm experiencing that here in Brazil because Brazil is not my culture. You know, I grew up yeah. in the United States, and so I'm preaching to the to the Brazilians here with a translator. And so, yes, it's very important for me to understand where they're coming from. Yes, understand my listeners and. One of the biggest things is living in the past is that I've seen and what <laughs> I've just been yeah. involved in is just them focusing on the past instead of the future. Yeah, sure. And so being stuck in the past. And so that's been a topic that I've touched on. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're, you're exactly right with knowing your audience. Yeah. And then, of course, I, I, in that, that course, I developed what is called the Proctorian uh, model of, of preparation of sermons. Um, Hegel, uh, who was the German philosopher, um, talked about, you know, the thesis, the antithesis, the relevant question and the synthesis. So what, what I talk about is how do you develop? I, I think in, in most homiletical uh, schools, you talk about the introduction and the body. Well, the, what, what Dr. Samuel Proctor talked about is that you talk about a thesis and an antithesis. Two competing ideas. Uh, for instance, we talk about uh, uh, you want to you, you say, well, you know, there was a time when you walk the community, and if a young guy had a cigarette, he would put it out if he sees an adult. There was a time when you walk the community, and uh, individuals uh, who would use curse words, if they see an adult, they will not use curse words. But today. You have individuals who have no regard nor respect for their elders. That's the antithesis. The thesis is fighting the antithesis. The relevant question is, how do we then, 
go back to the old way? How do we how do we bring about a community or a society in which no longer will people disregard? And so that's the relevant question. And the the the, the synthesis is the answer that you find in the in in the text itself. So you are able to say in the text, let me show you four ways that Jesus dealt with this particular deal. So that's a simple way of, of sermon preparation. And uh, I, I, have, I have used it for many years. Um, I, I think for the last 20 years of my ministry, I've used that for sermon preparation. And, um, and it, has, it has worked well. So I encourage people to, to especially people who are, uh, have a busy week, to use that what I call the proctorian model of sermon mm -hmm. preparation. And my next question is, what is your favorite part about this course? Would that be your answer, what you just explained? Would that be your favorite part? Yes, 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 yes. The Proctorian model, um, I think, is the, the most exciting thing. It makes it, it, makes, it makes it very easy to prepare sermons. But if uh, Dallas, if I, if I were to choose uh, uh, another, I would choose what the, the module four, which is the four arrows in a preacher's quiver. And so that um, there are four themes that uh, I use for every Sunday. There are four Sundays in the month, and there are four themes. So whenever I, I, I come up to a sermon, or I, I say, well, a sermonic idea, I, I say, well, where does this fall? Is this number one, number two? So let me give you the, the, four, the four Sundays. The first Sunday, I always preach on God is still present and active in human affairs and intervenes on our behalf. That's the first Sunday. It is always about this God who is always working in, in our world. That's the first Sunday. The second Sunday is spiritual renewal and moral wholeness are available to us all. So we're talking about transformation. We're talking about getting saved. We, we're talking about a commitment to, to a, a life of service. That's the sex. So sermons fall into that. The third category is genuine community is a real, realizable goal for the human family. So this talks about, you know, community development, uh, to, talking about making our community a better place. Uh, because of the church. And fourthly, eternity moves through time and we have already passed from death unto life, which is talking about eternity and talking about heaven. And so those are the four quivers, uh, the arrows, the four arrows in the preacher's quiver. That And I've, I've, I've used that and every sermon I get, I preach, falls in one of those categories. It's an exciting this, course. It sounds good. I wrote those down for myself. So listeners, if that intrigues you, take a second, <laughs> stop your car, write these things down. That's good. That's very yes. Good. And if you're good at multitasking, yeah. write it while you're driving, I guess. I don't know. But write those down. That's true. That's true. That's true. You, you know, I, I and because of that, uh, Dallas, I, 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 my old homiletic professor used to say, if it's not burning, don't preach it. If it's not burning in your gut, if it's not burning, don't preach it. So if it doesn't fall in one of those four categories, I, I, I put it aside. I don't throw it away, but I put it aside. But every sermonic idea I get, I ask myself, which category does that fall in? Is this a first Sunday sermon? Is this a second Sunday sermon, third Sunday or fourth Sunday sermon? So the proposition, uh, you can use it as proposition. So the proposition is always there in your face so to speak you are you still writing more books 
Yes, um, yes, man. <laughs> I have to keep writing. I have been retired for, I've been retired six weeks now. And uh, the books are burning. Uh, the books that I've written, those those other books that I've written, I, I wrote three books in 33 days. The last three books were done in 33 days. But it's not any new material. It's I have written so much in my ministry that I have just taken those and put it together. I've, all of those are things that I have in the can. And um, I, I, my next book is God Speaks to a Broken World. And there will be 365 devotional articles, uh, short articles on God speaking. You know, God is not stop speaking. And uh, it's, it's, it's what is God saying to our broken world so that uh, it is thematic, uh, Dallas, so that every month there's a different theme. It could be homelessness. It could be hunger. Um, it could be, you know, so each of those themes, every month, every day you wake up, you will have a, a, a scripture passage, uh, a small homily and a prayer. So that's my next book. God speaks to radical disciples. And you are retired, you said, but you're still a part of a full-time pastor position are you still preaching every sunday no 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 i've i've quit pastoral ministry but i'm always available this past week i i preached uh, for the salvation army in illinois they had a conference a multicultural conference there i was the fe featured speaker that uh, saturday night and i did the seminar on cultural intelligence so i'm available to to preach and uh, you know i just love preaching you know i, I preach in my sleep <laughs> Yeah. And so just again, to direct uh, the listeners to your traffic, culturephillips.com, culturephillips.com backslash course yes. on your YouTube. Yes. Is there anywhere else that they can reach you? No, those are the two places that they can find me or they can uh, always um, call me <laughs> and my number is on the website. Okay. Sounds great. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. It's been great to have you for two interviews. Yes. And if you could just pray us out again, close us out. Yes. Good. God, we thank you for this opportunity to talk about your goodness and your grace and, and what you have called us to. Because we are conscious of the fact that we did not choose this path, but you chose us. And we pray, we pray your blessings upon the hearers of this podcast. We pray that somehow your Holy Spirit might be able to inspire them to, to have an urge to move on, to, be, to educate themselves, to, to assault the, the, the ignorance and, and the blariness in their own thinking. So, so that we might be effective agents in a world effective agents in a world that we can change because of the presence of God in our lives. We thank you for the podcast. We thank you for the hearers. And we thank you for those who are responsible for this. May they continue to be agents of change in our broken world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.